0: Thanks for pressing play. This is Christopher Lockhead, Follow Your Different, and we're a chart-topping, award-winning dialogue podcast. And that means we feature real, different conversations about business and life. And off the top, um, I just wanted to share with you, we made a decision as this crisis started that we were gonna steer into it. And for some reason, some of the top podcasts uh, seem to have run from it. And what we've been trying to do is deliver to you a mix of episodes, um, some de- dealing head-on with the crisis, some not. We have some great episodes that we taped before this stuff really broke out, which we'll continue to deliver. But um, most of all, what we're trying to do here is is try to make a difference, frankly, in a time of crisis. And um, we believe it's time to step up. And so we've been delivering more episodes than usual. And um, we've been trying to be a source of inspiration, information, motivation, and hopefully some fun at a very, very tough uh, and frankly deeply upsetting time. I recently got a note on LinkedIn from Adrian Chrome that was wonderful and he said, quote, you're playing a really important part during these times as you are a lighthouse, a beacon of hope for many that are facing trying times, end quote. And we've been getting an extraordinary number of emails, LinkedIn's, tweets, Facebook's, et cetera, et cetera. And I just want to say a a huge uh, heartfelt thank you we are trying to be what Adrian says here um, in some way, in a little way, if we can. And so I just want to thank you for all of your notes. I want to thank you for uh, social sharing. Many of you have been sharing the show like crazy and I'll also let you know that we're behind on responding to everybody. We're trying to get back to everybody's email, everybody's tweet. And so if we haven't got back to you yet, I apologize. We're doing our best, but most of all, I just want you to know that uh, I'm glad you're with me and I'm really glad that I can be with you. And uh, we have an amazing team here and uh, we're all working really hard to try to deliver you the uh, most legendary podcast we can at an extraordinarily difficult time. Today, the legendary performance coach to the rock stars, Phil Tool. And I met Phil oh, well over a year ago now through my buddy One, uh, One Life Fully Lived founder, Tim Rode. And I've gotten to know Phil very well. And I can candidly say to you that he is a master sensei among master senseis on uh, life coaching and life design. He's most famous for being the man who, quote unquote, saved Metallica. And there was a documentary done of his coaching sessions with Metallica called Some Kind of Monster. And even if you're not a Metallica fan, I would suggest you take a look at it because um, It's a deep, deep insight into human dynamics and how a master like Phil can make such a huge difference. Kurt Hammett of Metallica says, quote, if Lennon and McCartney had Phil, the Beatles never would have broken up. And uh, when he first came on um, our podcast, it was the first ever podcast he'd ever done. And uh, now he's back. And uh, frankly, we focus on the crisis and we deal with a question that I think many of us are grappling with which is in the face of uh, horrible numbers, knowing full well that every number that we see is a person who is now no longer with us. I know we're all asking the same question, how do we make a difference in the crisis? And so we get into it on this episode with uh, truly one of the most extraordinary men I know, and I think you're gonna love it. Now in times of uncertainty, we need as much certainty as we can get our hands on, particularly in our businesses. And that's where my friends at Oracle NetSuite come in. NetSuite is number one in cloud ERP, a complete business system, giving you the visibility and control that you need to make critical decisions based on real numbers uh, in real time. With NetSuite, you get the financials, the cash flow, the payroll, the inventory, the accounts receivable, accounts payable, uh, that you need to have the visibility and control of your entire business. No more guessing no more waiting. Over 20,000 companies trust NetSuite to stay in control of their business, and you can too. Visit com slash different today and get your free guide, Managing Business Uncertainty. That's netsuite.com slash different and you'll also be able to schedule a free product tour and um, I just want to thank our friends at NetSuite for staying with us, they're incredible I also want to tell you about my dear friends at Splunk. Splunk are the category queens and kings of uh, data to everything and as you know, data makes a difference, particularly in a crisis and Splunk helps you bring data to every question, every decision and every action visit Splunk, S-P-L-U UNK.com slash d the number two e as in data to everything that's splunk.com slash d two e now hey ho let's go
1: you know people tune into you because of you your subject matter and your brilliance is secondary they understand what 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 you bring so let's let's take let's ride through you know let's transition from where we are now however you want to you just open it up we'll okay. go you
0: know so Phil first of all thank you so much i love you my brother so much thank you um, now i think many of us are um are struggling. I think many of us are struggling with the question, am I doing enough? And I think many of us are struggling with how to deal with this fucked up situation. And so, you know, off the top of your head, how, how do you think about how to grapple with um, this situation, how people should grapple with this situation?
1: Well, it's, 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 it's all personal, right, for each of us. Um, I think if, when I'm, if I speak for myself at the moment, I'm grappling, grappling with this very, very challenging circumstance requires me believing, and I do, that COVID-19 is a gift that we have somehow given ourselves that forces us to transform a sick society, a divided society, a society that's lost its way. It forces us to sit inside of our own stuff and be honest with ourselves in a way that doesn't allow us the daily distractions to keep us from facing. I think I think that, that COVID-19 is, is bringing the best out of most of us and will eventually do that and we will overcome not the disease. I'm not so concerned about the disease. I am, you know, I'm, I am concerned about that. I'm concerned about lives lost, but I'm not as concerned about that as society gain. And I think that we are going to heal ourselves. And the only way that we could do it is to have something this drastic that makes it more difficult for us to see uh, ourselves as enemies. We're not enemies of of one another, not inherently. We're, We're one civilization. And that's how we ought to look at it. And it's really hard for me to be angry at somebody else now because they are having, they have a different viewpoint. I save my anger because I have some for my own contributions to the way society is, screwed itself up. And I truly believe that the objective right now is to take the fear that we're facing and. Yeah, maybe you can call, maybe you can say, social distancing is appropriate, but heartfelt connection is, is the cure. Social distancing suggests separ- more separation. and We have to do that for the sake of protecting ourselves against the, the disease. But we have to come together. We have to love one another. We have to do what we intended to do as a civilization. We've exhausted the failure, hopefully. We've exhausted the failures of a society, a civilization that is, t- is tearing itself apart by defining other people through the lens of what we don't like about them. We have to come together as a human race, and I think we're, we're doing it. I know you're doing it. I know all the wonderful things that you are doing uh, in so many um, ways. And you might take a moment. I know you're offended by any reference to this program being about you. But you are a role model to all of us, Christopher. And it's, and it's important that you share some of the things that you are doing and invite some of the rest of us today to participate in those programs. If we don't have ways of uh, healing our society. What are some of the things that you're doing, my brother?
0: That's kind of you to say, Phil. I think it, the first thing is when it became clear what this what we were dealing with, there was a question that has started rattling around in my head that, that I ask myself every day. I'm sorry, I'm going to get emotional, um, which is, if I was a legendary leader, what would I do now? And I have tasked myself to answer that question every day and it changes every day. And so I've just tried to do and be everything I can be to try to meet this moment. And so the first aha was we should, shoulds, maybe the wrong word, but if what you do day in and day out is something you can contribute to this crisis, contribute that. So. You know for example as you know i'm involved with a number of amazing technology companies in silicon valley and a story that has not i think been told anywhere near enough is that um the internet we now know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the internet is an essential service data is an essential service and i know many ceos like Eric Yuan the CEO of Splunk who's been on this podcast m- more than once um Doug Merritt the CEO of Splunk who's been on this podcast and I you know m- many others some of the top venture capital you know, I-, I mean I could give you a very long list I think the technology companies who are just maintaining and scaling the internet so that we can do these things are incredible many of these companies of course are, are giving away technology are giving away masks are giving away money and i think silicon valley has to ask itself can i do more but to get back to your question the first thing i've tried to do is to work with the ceos and the entrepreneurs and the venture capitalists that i know who are making a difference through their technology. That's my sweet spot, right? The second thing I've tried to do is say, okay, well, what else could I contribute? Well, I'm a three-time public company CMO. I've been through some very serious crisis as a public company CMO. Of course, never anything like this, who has? But I've sat in an important chair during crisis. And so try to contribute that. So Eddie, Yoon, and I, uh, writing a piece for HBR and trying to do things on the podcast and 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 things along those lines to contribute entrepreneurial and marketing and business advice that might make a difference. Okay, so th- th- those are easy, I think. Then the next thing is with with my family. Well, you know, I have parents and in laws uh, and aunts and uncles on on my side of the family, on my wife's side of the family, who are all in the you know age danger zone here. Okay, well, making sure we do everything we can for those people in, in our lives. We're trying to do that day in and day out. And then you say, okay, well, um, what can I do? What can I do for my community? Well, try to be a good person in your community. Try to do little things um, that could help. And then we, so try to be a good person. So we're trying to do that. And then, and then we go further and say, okay, well, are there things that we can bring to bear here? and uh, through a connection through my brother-in-law, Michael, who uh, works for a restaurant and food service company, uh, we started talking about the kinds of things that he sells that, um, that hospitals need. Well, um, they pretty much run out of sanitizer, but what they haven't run out of we found was gloves because they sell gloves to restaurants. So uh, we found out how many gloves we could get, and um, we talked to the two local hospitals here in the Santa Cruz area, um, Dominican and Sutter, both, both we've had interaction with both. We know people who work, we know people who work at both places. And I know for a fact that the Sutter Help Health facility here in Santa Cruz and uh, Dominican Hospital part of, uh, uh, of Dignity Health these are extraordinary facilities. They provide an amazing service. So long story longer, we were able to procure 100,000 gloves and distribute them to our local hospitals. And we're doing everything possible we can to see if we can find more. Uh, We're trying to see if we can find some masks through some connection. I don't know if we'll be successful there, but we've had people come forward and say they wanna support those initiatives. Some of the top venture capitalists in the world have come forward and say they wanna give us money for these initiatives. And so we're gonna keep trying on the supply. And so at least that's the way we've thought about it, which is how can we be good people? How can we contribute knowledge and expertise that's sort of right in our strike zone? How can we support and love our families? And then how can we support and love our communities? And if there's something that we contribute to our healthcare heroes, then we should, or I feel like we should. And I rack my brain every day and it's a very hard thing when you see governors on TV, Phil, begging for support. I rack my brain every day and say, are we doing enough to make a difference here?
1: Your heart is in it. And you, everything you've said is, is a beautiful a testimony to, to what uh, it would be important for all of us to think about. Christopher, when you're, when you're thinking, you have a platform that's different than, than uh, perhaps some of the listeners out there, some of your listeners where's the starting point for them from your perspective? Uh, Someone listening to the podcast and wanting to find a way to be a part of something bigger than they are, needing your advice about it.
0: I think it's important to ask ourselves the question, what can I contribute? I think for business people, for executives, for entrepreneurs, for venture capitalists, I think there's a very important thing to remember here which is your brand as an individual or as a company is going to be defined by what you do or don't do in this crisis. And some companies and some, and some business leaders are standing the fuck up. And some of them film are gouging people for PPE. Right. And there's a special place in hell for those people. And for the executives and the business leaders and venture capitalists and entrepreneurs who, number one, are keeping their companies up and running so they can serve the community. That's a very important fucking thing, right? The entrepreneurs in the tech world, like I mentioned, scaling their businesses, Eric Yuan, giving away Zoom to, to schools, and, and so many others, my friends at Splunk are doing so much right now to empower hospitals and to work with the, the medical supply chain to ensure they have the right data. Uh, and so many other companies doing so many other amazing things. So I think that's important. And I, I think we have to remember, your brand is going to be defined by what you do or you don't do, how you treat your people. I have a dear friend in Australia who's an entrepreneur. And we've been talking about, you know, his business is down massively as a result of this. So what does he do to extend his cash? And rather than being dictatorial or making decisions on his own, what is he doing? He's including his people in the discussion, being radically transparent, saying, here's how much cash we have. Here's what's happening in our business. What are things we can do to save money? What are things we can do to increase revenue? Getting people's best ideas. I know many entrepreneurs and business leaders who, who you know they, they have to take down people's pay, but by including their people in the discussion, they say, well, maybe we can only pay you 70% or 90% or 50% or whatever, but it's better than laying you off. So, so I think being radically transparent and being a real leader and contributing what we can and being as, being as fucking great to our people, right now, there's a premium on empathy there's a premium on contribution and look i think there are big things that people can do and we're trying to do as many big things as we can and you know you know how much i adore my wife i'll give you an example of a little thing she's done she went on amazon and she bought this big uh palette of you know those big thick um chalk yes uh, chalk sticks or whatever i don't know what the fuck they're called yeah And they have all kinds of colors and they're really pretty and blah, blah, blah. So she went out and bought a whole bunch of them. And when we go on our walks, she writes love notes on the road. That's
1: beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I see. I see that people are doing.
0: And she she's now put out she's bought extra of these (laughs) things. She's put out a bucket of them in front of our house with a little love note trying to inspire the community here. Take these take these chalk sticks and go go do wonderful things with them. Yes. right let's all write each other love notes so look that doesn't cost very much doesn't take very much time and look is that going to save anybody's life no but
1: i disagree um, with that it's it's saving the quality of life on the other side of this those of us who will be alive need to be different human beings we need to be involved human beings we need to be compassionate human beings we need to be thinking about how we wake up in the morning how can we help our brother and sister right so what Kerry is doing is every bit as impacting as what you're doing or what, you know, some of the CEOs are doing. There's not, there's no way that we can distinguish a difference between what, you know, the, the what a, a a company is doing and an individual is doing. So, so those of you out there listening to the podcast, be thinking about what it is, you know, this is the, your legacy, not just, we're not talking about C- CEOs. Christopher's brilliant mind is talking about the brand and, and the leadership and what and how the company is going to be viewed afterwards you know how we're we going to be defined well all of us are going to be defined by how we handle this crisis and this crisis is going to be defined by those who decide be, who decide between self preserving and other preserving what, what can i do for my brother or what can i do for myself and those of us who become self preserving are going to be antiquated hopefully not out you know, and i'm
0: i'm inspired by uh the legendary entrepreneurs who are stepping up That's some right. of whom i know and some of whom i don't know we, we have a, an entrepreneur here in the silicon valley area named alex holt and he's been on the podcast um And he is a former professional hockey player. He used to play for the Sharks. He got injured. His career ended. But his family had grown up in the um, restaurant business. So he... He started a restaurant and he became incredibly successful. He 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 did a niche down. He created a restaurant called Flights, where essentially they have taste. Everything's a taster, right? right? So you can have a flight of food mm-hmm. and a flight of wine or drinks or cocktails. And and he sort of noticed this trend that people want to eat family style to get t- together these days. And it's fun, and that often you go to a restaurant and you see five or six things you like, and you go, "Geez, I wish I could order all of them." But I just want to sort of, anyway, so he put together this concept where he could do this. Well, guess what, guess what happened, Bill? This crisis happens. And then uh, all of a sudden his businesses are threatened and I I don't know if he's going to make it or not. Well, as his businesses are struggling to survive, Alex, to your point on self-preservation says, uh, fuck my own self-preservation. We need to start feeding people. So he took, he took whatever he had left and he said, we're gonna start feeding the needy in our community. He started hashtag feed the need in, this, in the South Bay area. And then he set up a GoFundMe. And then he, he included other people in the restaurant business, the restaurant distribution and, and services business. And so here you have an entrepreneur whose business more than likely will not survive this. And instead of being in survival for his own sake mode, He's in, how do I rally my community to feed the needy mode?
1: And I'm pausing because that's that's the kind of thing I would love to hear what's going on in the minds of people listening to this podcast. The choice at that particular point in time for Alex was to risk his business, everything he'd worked for, for the sake of his values. His values were more important. Nobody can take the, No COVID-19 cannot take one's values away. Yes, we can. We can give them away. What do, you, what do you think? You know, like you were talking about crisis before. Um, and crisis, you've been, th- we've all experienced crisis. What's your relationship with crisis at this point in your life? How, you know, crisis doesn't threaten you, is what I'm getting. It, it, it doesn't uh, threaten you the same way it used to. How have you have partnered with crisis to become an even better human being?
0: This may sound like an outrageous statement, and sometimes I'm not good to this. That is to say, I have my moments of weakness. I have my moments of doubt, and I certainly have done a lot of crying since this started as people I know have gotten this disease. And um, the numbers that we see every day on the Internet and on TV are not fucking numbers. They're dead people. And when you hear what's going on, what's really going on in New York is they're creating protocols to decide who they treat and who they don't treat. And that's what they had to do in Spain. And that's what they had to do in Italy. And I assume that's what they had to do in China. And our doctors and nurses are going to have to decide we can't treat these three people, but we're going to treat this other person. And when you hear about that thing, those things happening, they are crushing. They are upsetting. I have consumed a massive amount of whiskey since this thing started, because I, I I read somewhere that uh, whiskey was actually the antidote, but I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: yeah, right. But I
0: think we all have to ask ourselves the question, if I was a legendary leader, what would I do now? And one of the decisions that we made, Phil, we had set aside a marketing budget this year to market our two podcasts. And I'm working on my uh, what'll be my third book with the legendary Eddie Yoon and Nicholas Cole. And so we put aside a marketing budget at the beginning of the year. And then um, when the crisis started, and I don't mean this to sound overly critical, but I noticed that it seemed like a dispro... Let me say it this way. More than I expected of the top podcasters were not steering into this thing. They were you know sort of almost pretending like it didn't happen and I couldn't understand why and we decided to steer into it and our audience responded and so I had this aha which is wait a minute if in times of crisis people look for inspiration and comfort things they find enjoyable and comforting and entertaining and hopefully informative they're going to be looking for podcasts and um so Carrie and I were talking. I said, "Hey, baby, maybe what we need to do is we need to pull forward our 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 marketing budget and like blow our entire marketing budget now because we have an opportunity to contribute our podcast, market our podcast, and frankly, I've been underimpressed with the leadership shown by um, m- some of the top podcasters who I thought would stand up." And you know what she said to me, Phil? She said, that's exactly what we're not gonna do. If we were willing to invest that amount of money in marketing the podcast and the new book, let's take all of that money and deploy it against this crisis. So you're not gonna see an ad for from us uh, for a while because we're taking our entire 2020 marketing budget and we're throwing it into the hands of healthcare heroes um, that we think can make a difference and fuck our own marketing, even if it means that, um, you know, we can't take advantage of this crisis to market our podcast. Um, that, doesn't, that doesn't matter. My head was in the wrong place and she put me in the right place.
1: Chris, come on, man. I mean, is there a way, I wish we could, what, what I'm left with right now is you and I are having a good discussion and I really appreciate it as always. What I really want to know is how your audience is is experiencing what we're talking about. And uh, I wish there was some way we could do that. Maybe we can in the future, or maybe we can get some kind of an interaction going, because I want to know what the people out there are, uh, you know, are, are hearing what you and Carrie are doing. I want to know what they're committing themselves to doing going forward.
0: Well, if you like, we can do a um, we can schedule uh, a live Q&A with Phil.
1: I'd love to do a live Q&A with you and the, and the audience, you know, and, and have people out there. I'd like to know I'd like to know what they're thinking.
0: Yeah, we can do I that. Think, you know, one of the
1: things that, that I know people are dealing with and I'm uh, working with on a steady basis is um, they you know, how to handle what, you know, what does, like I said before with you, what is your relationship to crisis? Your relationship with crisis, for example, is that you're the master of crisis. You're not letting crisis defeat you, destroy you, uh, dissuade you from your value system. You're rising up, partnering with crisis, and making all sorts of wonderful things happen. Um, one of the, the, you know, crisis is it has a bad name because it, it's people are frightened of crises. We we're all frightened of crises. That's our first response. But really, crisis is a, is intended as a point of of tension. It's a point of tension to help us decide who we are and what we want to do about ourselves in the next iteration. Uh, crisis is a um, point of change. That's all it is. It's a it's a moment where I have to decide who I am. You have decided who you are. Carrie has decided who she is. A number of people that you know and I know have decided who they are. And that's uh, what we need is that is we need to be able to pause for this moment. We have the opportunity because we're in we're sequestered. We have the opportunity now to face ourselves. We don't get the daily distractions like I was talking about. We don't get the opportunities to avoid ourselves in quite the same way. We have to. We have to now focus on what our values are, and, and we have to face up to whether we're living those values. So one of the, one of the I'd love for us to have that kind of discussion with people because we're all wrestling with it honestly. Yes. One of the things that's so special about you is and I love being with you all the time is because you're so friggin' honest. You refuse to. Uh, pretend or to put on pretenses, or to be somebody that you want an audience to appreciate. You give us who you are, okay? And I'm I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> Thank you. I wrestle with my fears. You're welcome. I wrestle with my fears all the time. I I would like to think that I, my relationship with fear has improved its partnership, because I know you know when we're talking about entrepreneurs out there who have lived, who have founded. Their businesses. We're talking about, let's say, the small businessman. And and that small business person has put their whole, everything into. They don't have, I mean, you know, money sitting around that they can use as a catch all to, to carry, you know, carry them through the crisis. They've got employees. They are sitting there with that horrible choice between their own survival and their team survival. I love how you describe what Alex did. And I I really believe that without the I really believe that the future of humanity depends upon us making those Alex like decisions, bringing realizing that a business is a partnership. It's a partnership with its employees and the owner in partnership with employees and his partnership with clients, those we serve. People, that's where we need to be paying our you know, attention. That's what we need to focus on. But it's a, it's a very, it's not an easy solution, and it shouldn't be. So maybe we can have some discussion about that with people who are struggling with that determination. Maybe we can have an Alex on and, and talk to people who are, or, or maybe we can have somebody on who is a self-preserving person at this point, not without condemning them, try to understand what they're going through personally. But what you're doing with the podcast is you're challenging us to take an honest look at ourselves that we don't look at every day because we're too busy doing whatever that means.
0: Well, and I think we all have an opportunity um, to think very broadly. And I, I also, in terms of what difference we could make, and I also feel it's important, you know, I have... A handful of friends who are medical professionals, nurses. Uh, a dear friend of mine here in Santa Cruz is a head nurse in uh, uh, the baby ward. And the situation for mothers and, and uh, parents who are staring down giving birth right now, that's a very terrifying thing if you're a couple expecting a baby soon. What do you do? And the doctors and the nurses who are you know, on the front lines of COVID-19, of course, are heroes. And the doctors and the nurses who are dealing with non-COVID things, right? Babies still have to get born. Car accidents are still happening. There are people who still need that heart surgery. There are people who break their arms and go to the ER, right? And they have to be served as well. and And so I think... I don't know. I just keep coming back to this question. I wrestle with it all the time and I can't help but feeling sometimes like we're not doing enough. You know, if I was a legendary leader, what would I do now? Am I standing up tall enough to support what I think are the real heroes in this, which, which is our, our healthcare heroes? I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked to see our national guard and our military starting to get involved. Uh, the reality is, and I've talked to military leaders, we've had Chris Fussell on the podcast, former Navy SEAL, Chief of Staff for Four Star General Stanley McChrystal, now President of McChrystal Group, one of the most extraordinary uh, military leaders I know. And my friends in the military have helped me understand that the greatest power for mobilizing huge supply chains, for build, rapidly building and, and managing hospitals, um, is the U.S. military. And I'm glad to see uh, our military starting to get engaged in this thing. I think those, all those people are the real heroes and we need to do everything we can to support them. And I think there are real heroes in business who are keeping technology running, keeping businesses running, because today um, every business that's still open is a mission critical business. And in the technology world, the technology leadership has has maintained a highly scalable highly available highly secure internet and digital infrastructure that without we'd be some kind of fucked. and i'm inspired by all of those people you're
1: talking about the you know the the big hitters and they're and they deserve every bit of praise that you're offering up. what about the the issue that we have in our society prevailing issue of loneliness and isolation which is now being exacerbated by by the social distancing, right? So, what are we doing out there to call, to connect, to reach out to people, people we know, maybe even people we don't know, to try to help them feel like they're connected at a time when they're scared shitless because of the, you know, the the actual. You're talking about a lot of older people, but you're talking about people in general, right? But the people are scared because they have they could die from this. And they could die alone, and they are alone. Our society is is rampant with with lo- with loneliness of different kinds, not just you know loneliness from living by themselves, but the alienation that, that exists in our in our world at this point in time that I was referring to before. So their heroes can be you know everybody out here listening to the podcast can be a hero. Don't you don't have to have the platform that Christopher has, or you don't have to have the praf- platform that uh, that a a large entrepreneur has um you you know how can you to to quote christopher how can you be a better person remember he's talking about that what what are you doing or being now that that helps you evolve your own self and your own character
0: well and you know we hear all these wonderful stories about how Uh, phone usage and data usage is increased because people are calling their families and they are calling their parents and they are talking to friends and relatives they haven't heard from for years. And uh, uh, they're having uh, cocktail parties on Zoom and they're doing yoga classes and, and FaceTime and all these wonderful things. And so I think absolutely, if there's somebody in your life who's alone and you're in communication with them now, you're doing a legendary thing. I think the potential downside here is uh, we could have a really large mental health crisis on our hands. And it is gonna be lonely for many of us. And even, it's, it's a weird thing, you know. Carrie <laughs> uh, and I were talking about this the other day, it's like, we're the only people that we are gonna be physically near for months. Right? I'm a hugger. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. a kisser.
1: <laughs> you got it. And and, and, and so
0: it. it's weird that we can't hug our friends and our loved ones and and we can't really be near them in a safe way and uh all those things. And so I think uh, many of us are trying to use the technology to bridge the social distancing so we can be digitally close while we're socially distanced.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that, can, that's, that is within the range. Doing that is, if all of us continue to evolve ourselves and our commitment to social connection, to loving connection, we come out, we, we heal faster and more deeply during this crisis, and we carry that over, that becomes how we remember ourselves. and It becomes how we, be, how we are leaving the crisis. So often, you know, we have the, you know, wars will mobilize, right? Their crises will, will mobilize a country and a country stands up against another country, wins hopefully the war and feels good about itself. But there's a lot of, the, the, there's a lot of forgetting once people get over to the other side that we need to be able to deal with right now. The mental health crisis that you're talking about exists in this country for a lot of reasons. It has, it doesn't have to do with, either COVID-19 or the, just the isolation. It has to do with a lot of craziness that comes from being imbalanced as human beings. That's another story. But that—but we can all grow ourselves and one another during this crisis. That's what you and I are talking about. And there's no larger or smaller miracle. They're all equal in terms of their, uh, their contribution. Yes. There is no excuse for any of us, for me, I'll speak for me, there's no excuse for me to say, well, look what Lockhead is doing. I can't possibly do that. Or look at someone who has a a huge platform that gives them access to making, doing all these wonderful things that he and and some of his cronies are doing. I've got to be filled and I've got to be true to who I can. And I've got to live those principles at whatever level it exists for me. And my contributions, are the same in value as his.
0: I think that's absolutely right. I think comparing ourselves from a, oh, well, so-and-so is doing this and such and such is doing, that's ridiculous. Look, Bill Gates is in a position to make a difference in this crisis that you and I are not in a position to make. And I best I can tell, it looks like he's trying to make it. But I don't sit here and go, oh, well, you know, I'm not the one of the richest people in the world and I can't afford to spend, you know, tens of millions or maybe hundreds of millions trying to make a difference here. So, you know, what the fuck? I'm just gonna sit in my corner and do nothing. No, we're, let's all make a difference in the way that we can, whether it's podcasting or writing love notes on the street with the chalk or donating the gloves or supporting entrepreneurs or whatever we can do, right? The, I mean, the other one right now that's a challenge I'm I'm very inspired by many of the parents that I know. You know, I have many friends who are two income parents and now they have kids at home. Okay, well, if you if both both parents have full time jobs and they're now working from home and the kids are at home, they got to figure out how to school uh the, the little lovelies and do their jobs all at the same time without going absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. Well, I those parents are heroes to me, right? You're absolutely right. And so, I don't know. I've seen people step in to try to help with kids, whether it's coach the kids over Zoom or try to find some activity that you can do with the kids, you know, in the with, of course, social distancing in place. But, you know, because the reality is uh, many of our our working parents are in a very tough spot right now. Yes. So, I don't know. I think whether it's writing a love note with chalk or whether it's bill gates spending tens of millions of dollars you know it's all on a sliding scale and the comparison is not worth anything i think the seminal question um we are all we all have to ask every day is if i was a legendary leader what would i do now in my family amongst my friends in my community in my business uh etc and um and i think we all have to realize that um when this is over, we're all going to have to answer the question: During the COVID nineteen crisis, did I stand up?
1: Am I a legendary leader? Yes. And everybody has the opportunity to be the legendary leader in this crisis—an opportunity they didn't have, we didn't we didn't take beforehand. Okay. And there's been an awful lot of over dependency upon um, other people to be to define my worth. That is no longer. Uh, available to me so uh, you know the challenge out there and hopefully we'll have some discussion you know, like we talked about
0: yeah we'll, we'll we'll get that organized so that we can do this with a group of people
1: yeah everyone listening i mean yes and all everybody out there you know please identify something about yourself that you that you are blessed as a gift or you that you admire about yourself or that you want to grow inside yourself or all all of that and find a way to liberate that part of you this is there's no risk the only risk you have is not taking the risk so this is the opportunity now for you to liberate your personality to be the person you know that you are at the deepest level that somehow has been sidetracked by all of the the noise that's going on around you so bless you all and this i think is a good time to wrap it up right i mean i i mean i I've got nothing more, but I'm, I'm excited. That's all. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get some chalk. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. I mean, Cosentino, Carrie Cosentino, bless you. I mean, because that's so, I mean, that's just taking uh, something brilliant and practicing and influencing everybody who walks by or runs by and sees your messages. I, I love it. And we can do it in so many different
0: ways. Amen. Hallelujah, brother.
1: And Christopher, man, I mean, you are, you are beyond uh, a, a dear, dear friend. And I thank you for having me on. And it's a wonderful time to share with you and bless you for all you do and all you inspire and how you do it. And may we all live up to uh, the best of ourselves.
0: Thank you, brother. You're, you are truly a gift. And I deeply, deeply appreciate you. I love you.
1: Love you too. Thank you so much.
0: Well, there he is, the legendary Phil Tool. I sure hope you enjoyed Phil as much as I do and did. Uh, you can visit him at Uh Also, uh, now's a great time to catch up on your reading. One of my favorite books of the last year or so is from uh, my dear friend Hal Elrod. He's most famous for the Miracle Morning books, and his latest book is called The Miracle Equation. They're all awesome. You can check him out at halelrod.com. Uh, my dear friends at onelife dot org, helping you uh, dream, plan, and live your best life the number one life fully dot org Growwire.com. It's what innovative entrepreneurial people are reading today on the internet. Check it out, Growwire.com. And uh, speaking of things to check out, why not check out Lockhead.com? Uh, we've been putting some new blogs up. We've uh, got one up there on marketing. Uh, seven ideas for crisis marketing. You can check out on the blog section. And while you're on Lockhead.com, sign up for our newsletter. We promise not to sell you any or to send you any crap ola my friends at bottleneck virtual assistants want to help you scale you with the power of a virtual assistant visit bottleneck dot online and hey they've been physical distancing for a long time <laughs> my friends at otranet have been building legendary b2b websites in silicon valley for over 20 years check them out N E T. Uh, We use the powerful uh, uh, podcasting platform, Squadcast, for our uh, remote podcasting. Check out squadcast.fm for professional podcast awesomeness. And I also want to remind you, please, don't forget your places of worship, our hospitals, and our other NGOs that are trying to make a difference today in this horrible crisis. Somehow, if we come together, we will find the way. All right, I need to remind you that this podcast is the sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network, and we'd love it if you shared the shit out of it. All rights do remain perturbed. Clearly, this podcast gets created in a studio that does contain nuts. We are produced by living podcast legend Jason DeFilippo. You can check out his awesome podcast with um, Brian Schulmeister, Grumpy Old Geeks. It's one of my favorites. Check out GOG.show or Grumpy Old Geeks, wherever you get legendary podcasts. Uh, technical Awesomeness and Lockhead.com by Jamie J. and Sarah Knox. Show notes by the uh, spectacular Diane Gervasio. Remember to spread podcasts, not viruses. Support your local restaurants. Listen to Katie Lang, I'll tell you. If you want to soothe your crazy mind during these wackadoo times, there's nothing like the voice of Katie Lang. Thank you so much to all of our healthcare heroes. Thank you so much to our retail and supply chain heroes. Thank you to our moms and dads who are taking care of those little rugrats and juggling your jobs and doing everything you can to do to keep our world moving. Uh, thank you, Candy Dandy. I love you, mom and dad. And hey, Colin, this odd cast really ties the room together, doesn't it? Today, our deepest apologies go out to former CEO of Symantec, Greg Clark. Sorry, Greg, we just ran out of time for you. That's it, my friends. Thank you so much. Please stay healthy. I deeply appreciate you investing part of your life with us. Stay legendary. And until we're together again, follow your different.